Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Fit Podcast. We are the fantasy injury team here to deliver you the latest and the best injury and fantasy football analysis. We thank you guys so incredibly much for supporting us and for joining us today. Remember, guys, hit that bell wherever you're listening on Spotify, Apple, subscribe so you get notifications as soon as our latest episodes drop. I am your host, Joe D'Amico. With me, as always, is the great doctor of physical therapy, Tom Christ. Tom, what is going on? I am finally in my new house, and it is stressful. We are settled in. You just told me you have to paint your ceilings after this, and uh, you didn't have a towel rack, and uh, <laughs> we got work to do, huh? Can you believe it? This house is 122 years old, and the bathrooms just don't have towel racks. That's outrageous. Absolutely crazy. Welcome to being a homeowner, Tom, and uh, we wish you luck. And don't invite me over until all the work is done so we don't have to uh, contribute to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're welcome to come anytime. Anytime, sure. I'll bring the baby along. I'll bring Britt along. We'll, uh, we'll have a whole weekend of fun. Um, off got, last week, Tom. Yeah, hey, I, mean, I got two extra rooms. Uh, all right. For now. For now. Might take you up on that. Okay. Um, I had off last week, man. It was weird. I feel like uh, I'm seeing you now. Not that we don't talk all the time, but uh, seeing, seeing your face is great, Tom. A, a lovely thing. You did a pretty good show last week all by yourself. Uh, host Tom yeah, Christ. It, it, was, it was good, but it was exhausting. Let me tell you, <laughs> 30 minutes of talking to yourself. Holy moly. It's kind of like the world of education. Uh, it, it's a beautiful thing, but I'm, uh, I'm pumped to be back. Because your students don't pay attention to you? They always pay attention to me. Come on. <laughs> oh, really? Just a, a quick story about school today. I, uh, sometimes when I don't get a chance to work out, I do like just some pushups in my classroom. Like when I don't have a class or I'll just, you know, throw some squats in there today in my dress pants. I'm sure you can kind of picture where this oh, is going. No, or, I, I swear to you first period of the day today doing, you know, 20, 15, whatever the heck, how many squats I was doing. Literally, I'm not even kidding you on my last squat, full pant <laughs> rippage from the ass. And I walked in the hallway. I was like, oh, this is small. Like, I was feeling it. And, and another one of the, my teacher friends like, hey, uh, Joe, your ass is out. <laughs> so I wore, I wore basketball shorts the whole day today. And ever, it was a great conversation started the whole day. Everyone's like, where? It was raining. Like, basketball shorts today. And I didn't have, I mean, maybe some of my students will listen to this and now they'll know my lie. But uh, I, I told everyone, yeah, I was just lifting a case of water, bringing it out to the car. But no, I was doing squats in my room. And That's uh, incredible. My pants are literally hanging in my classroom now as a as a remembrance. Um, Got to get on the Lululemon game. Those pants would never rip. <laughs> yes, uh, Sam would agree with you there. I know. Bougie stuff, but uh, that's the best. All right. So as we get into today, Tom, we got a lot of injuries to cover. That's really all we're going to be doing. Just talking injuries, talking their fantasy relevance. But before we do that, I just want to give you all a little PSA here. So just a little advice to start your show. So we are in week, I can't believe it, week 13 of the NFL season. It's unbelievable how fast it goes. You listening at home, right? You need to evaluate all of your teams. Take a look, see what position that you're in right now. Everybody's in a different scenario. You might feel real good. You might have a buy locked up. You might have the playoffs locked up. You might be on the outside looking in. You might be on the fringe. You might be, I don't know where you are, but start to plan ahead. You've already should have been doing this, but two things to look at, right? Start to plan what, I know this goes you know, a little bit under the radar. Start to plan what defenses you want to play in the playoffs. Start to pick and choose your matchups, right? Tom, I got lucky enough to have your Eagles on, on my main team. They got a pretty easy schedule going forward, so I'm happy about that. I think week 16, they play the Cowboys. I'm kind of looking to substitute there. 
But uh, never too early to look at that. But the other big thing is next week, right? Week 14, the last week of the regular season, week 14, six teams on by next week. So look at your situation, guys. Teams on by, some of them relevant, Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, Commanders. So there's a lot of relevant players here. You know, I'm not saying to go sell the bag and just give them away, but start to, you know, pick and choose the teams in your league that maybe are in or maybe they're out. Maybe they're comfortable with what they have for now. And you might need to get somebody that's going to help you in week 14. So quickly, these are, listen, if you have any of these players, just something to consider, right? Don't quote me and say, you know, they, the podcast told me to trade these guys. But, but listen, just take a look. Cordero Patterson, Drake London, Justin Fields, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, Terry McLaurin, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Tom, some relevant names there, man. And yeah. again, I'm not saying to trade them, but if you are in a must win in week 14, take a look at some of those names. I don't know, Tom, maybe you could flip them for flip them for something. For something. I mean, at this point, you've got to do what you got to do to make the playoffs. And then if you're already in the playoffs, you got to take advantage of the teams who are trying to make the playoffs and you be the one that receives a, a better player for a less good player that, you know, the, the person you're trading with might need for next week in right. order to win. You're always the one looking at the other side of the pillow, the other side of the uh, the road, whatever you want to call it. But you're totally right. If you're a team that is like locked into to a buy right now, we're locked in. If you don't have buys to the playoffs, go ahead, man. Try to trade for I mean, Jonathan big, big Taylor names. or Aaron Jones. Like if that team needs to win that week to get in, like give them a guy, give them an RB two. Give me, give you know, give you know. We could think of a ton of names. I'm sure a wide receiver too. Make those trades. So. You all got to do the work. We can't do all the work for you guys, but go uh, go and check that out. So let's get into our injuries, Tom. Extensive reports, man. We got a lot of players to talk about. We'll, we'll roll through as quickly as we can. We'll talk some fantasy implications. Let's start with the 49ers and their backfield. We've got Elijah Mitchell and CMC. So Elijah Mitchell, knee out six to eight weeks. So we got no more fantasy relevance there. CMC, on the other hand, with a knee, but he looks hopeful to play on Sunday against the Dolphins. So San Francisco implications, Tom, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I, I put out um, two TikTok and Twitter videos on both of these guys earlier this week. Mitchell, it's just so unfortunate. Like, he's so good. He just can't stay on the field. This is going to be... He's, he's already, before this, missed 13 games in his one and two-thirds NFL seasons. Multiple different injuries that have kept him out earlier this season. He missed seven games because of an MCL injury, which is what he's dealing with now. It's it's frustrating. Like, I'm frustrated for him. I'm sure he's more frustrated than anybody, but it, it, it's tough. Um, this type of injury, when it's you see this six- to eight-week timeline, you know it's pretty severe because there's plenty of running backs who miss one or two games. Like, Zeke missed two games, and he came back better than he was before from a fantasy standpoint. But this type of injury, it's going to cause instability in the knee. Specifically, it, it protects the knee from caving in. And we know that when the knee caves in, that's how ACL injuries also occur. So there's a lack of stability in the knee with this injury. There's swelling, there's stiffness. When it's this severe, it's hard to play through and it really needs to take time to heal. As far as Christian McCaffrey goes, it sounds like a patellar tendinopathy, um, just soreness and stiffness is what it's being reported as uh, what that is it's 
it either inflammation or some degeneration of the patellar tendon. And that can create this like a sharp pain with things like running, cutting and squatting. But usually this type of injury actually feels better when you get warmed up and you flush out some of that swelling. So I'm not concerned at all right now on his ability to play this week. I know he didn't practice today, but a player of his caliber does not need to practice. Um, as long as he suits up, I mean, his counterpart Mitchell's out. So I know they've got a couple of rookies there that they like, but McCaffrey should get a huge volume. Um, I don't see this injury impacting him too much. All right. That's the hope. I mean, CMC himself. Hasn't been the guy that we're used to, I guess. I mean, he's still RB6, though. You know, he's not the guy that's go, you know, the league winner, the dominant guy. But listen, RB6, you can't complain too much about that. He's been okay. And he should improve, right, as long as he is healthy, which you said doesn't seem like a major concern. And then just back to Mitchell, he was getting some carries, man. I mean, he had last three weeks, 18, 9, and 7. Um Again, those carries have to go somewhere. I mean, are they all going to go to CMC? No, I, I highly doubt that. They don't. They want to at least conserve him, especially as the Niners are making a good playoff run here. But even Jordan Mason is a guy that could get some carries. I think if you got space for him, you could roster him. He's a rookie. I don't think he's very special, but I think he should be rostered. He's <laughs> he's a running back with a pulse in a uh, in a Shanahan system, so an elite Shanahan offense. So that's just kind of something to look at there. But it looks like CMC should see even more of a bump. And then also from that team. Juwan Jennings, man, had a surprise game. I think that's going to be an outlier. He went off this week. It should still be the uh, the Ayuk and uh, and Debo show. Ayuk, wide receiver, fifteen on the year. Debo, he's 20. good, man. He's always been good. Debo, twenty. Yep. I mean, I uh, of course I'm wrong on a lot of things, but this one, I uh, preseason, man, I told you, take you Ayuk did. That's everywhere. correct. And uh, he's been good. 15, I would, <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'll take that. And uh, even on a, a prolific offense with so many options, he's been, he's been real good. Okay. How about the Bears? They continue to struggle, man. Just has not been good. They are three and nine. And, and some more bad news, at least with Darnell Mooney. He's got an ankle injury. He's been put on the IR. And then also we could pivot over to Justin Fields. Shoulder, day to day. So what's happening in Chicago, Tom? Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney. Let's start with Mooney. The with when you look at the video, you can see he clearly gets rolled up on from outside and behind. Very characteristic of a high ankle sprain or a medial ankle sprain. They didn't clarify which, but we do know that there's ligament damage that requires surgery. With a high ankle, we're looking at the ligaments are called the anterior tibiofibular, the posterior tibiofibular, or the interosseous membrane. And then if it's a medial ankle sprain, we're looking at the deltoid ligament. So just some some uh, other receiver comparisons to make. Cooper Cup had the high ankle sprain a couple of weeks ago, tightrope procedure. So if, if that's what Mooney's injury is, I expect that's the surgery that he's getting. And players do really, really well after that. If it's more of the medial ankle sprain with the deltoid ligament, that's similar to what Michael Thomas had. Now, that might alarm some people because Thomas missed the whole season. But there is that whole weird situation where he waited so long to get the surgery until like right before the season started. So with Mooney getting surgery in, in the next week or so, I don't have much concern about his availability for week one next year. I don't really even have much concern for his availability for training camp next year. Um, and I think he'll be playing at close to 100% as well. The issue we run into is what we seems like we talk about on every episode is that these ankle surgeries often lead to this stiff ankle, chronic stiffness in the ankle, which again, doesn't impact 
performance. You can still get your speed, your agility, your explosiveness back. It just impacts the way your body absorbs shock from pushing off the ground, the forces from the ground. So it could potentially influence future injuries. I'm not saying it's going to 100%. There's no way to to predict that. But the likelihood of a re-injury or a a different type of injury is, is going to be increased if he can't get that mobility back. Now, with his quarterback, Justin Fields, who missed last week with the AC joint injury or that shoulder separation, it's, it's his left shoulder. It's not going to impact his throwing. So if he plays this week, I expect his throwing to be fine, but that's not what he is special for, from a fantasy standpoint, at least. He's special for running, and that's how this would get re-injured, is if he gets tackled and falls on that left shoulder again. That's how the injury occurs when he gets slammed right on the shoulder like, like he did. Um, and it's very possible that a re-injury there could occur. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot less designed runs for Justin Fields. Um, I mean, the Bears have nothing to play for at this point other than to get their quarterback to develop and really to develop as a thrower because he's already a great runner. So I expect them to have him try to be more of a pocket passer if he plays this week. That doesn't bode well for fantasy. I mean, this guy's got 834 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns this season. So So I'm having a hard time starting him this week. I In one league, I have Fields and I also have Dak. And I'm just going to go with Dak because if Fields isn't running, his upside is so limited. It is. And that kind of makes me think too, you know, I was thinking earlier just about who gets a tick there, who gets an uptick at least ball's got to go somewhere, almost like a similar situation to what we just talked about. And you figure to see commit a little bit more involved, especially if he's going to be, you know, in the pocket and looking to get the ball out quick, even chase Claypool, a guy that might not be, I mean, he should be rostered. I don't know how much he's been played. I would love to, to see the percentage of teams who have started him. The ball's got to go somewhere. But like you said, man, if Fields is going to be a little bit more tentative to, to run and and if he's just going to start to go down or run out of bounds and run less aggressively, that's a problem for fantasy owners right there. I think he's still startable, man. The guy is still QB6, even missing a week. But um, definitely have to keep an eye on that. We don't want to see a re-injury there. And then just one more thing with the Bears. Are you at all worried about like a shutdown situation? They're three and nine, or you think they kind of just... With Fields, you mean? Yeah, or with, I mean, they don't really have too much else. I think Montgomery I could be really good, just volume-based. Um, he's yeah. got a good matchup this week. They got a good matchup against the Packers. After that, it gets tough. But just overall, like, they're 3-9. You think they just keep letting Fields kind of develop as a, as a passer? That's especially? exactly why you keep him playing. You wait till he's ready, like, from an injury standpoint. You wait till it's safe for him to play. Like, you're not rushing him back to make it the playoffs. But you've seen such big strides from him this year that you want to see how much can you get out of him this year? How much confidence can you get out of him going into the offseason? I would find it hard to believe that they would shut him down. Okay. Yeah, I'm with that too. All right. On to Travis Etienne, a really unfortunate thing just in terms of his fantasy owners last week because he went down so early. I think he scored (laughs) 0.3 for me in one of my leagues and I lost by like four points, which was was always a great time. But Foot um, injury, and he's limited. But he even said himself, I mean, we always can't trust the players, but says he's good to go. Looks like he's cleared. Um, what is it looking like? We think he's going to be good to go this week. The concern for fantasy players is this is a very similar injury to what he had last year, except that it's not. We need to keep in mind that every injury has a wide spectrum. So last season, his 
foot sprain that he needed surgery on, the sprain of the ligament was significant enough that the foot can no longer maintain its its posture when running. So when the foot is is pushing off the ground, it's it literally changes shape to where it becomes rigid and firm and can really create a a hard push off the ground. Whereas when the foot's landing and absorbing the ground reaction forces, it actually softens. So the ligaments play a big role in that. So if the ligament is torn enough to where it's no longer providing stability to create that rigid foot to push off of, it hurts like hell. And you can't perform as well because you can't push off as as well. So you can't generate as much power when you're sprinting and when you're cutting and things like that. That was the case last year. That's why he needed surgery. Uh, this year, it's not that severe. They cleared him to go back in the game yesterday, last week, but they just played it safe and didn't have him go back in. The concern is not significant for him missing this week. And because of that, I don't feel that concerned with starting him. I mean, he's given you RB1 numbers on a lot of weeks this year. Maybe he gets less work because of this, but even if he's getting, you know, 50% of the share, he's been so effective that he's still worth a start to me. Almost reminds me of like a DeAndre Swift early in the earlier in the year when he was, you know, getting half the snaps, but we were like, you know what, you have to play him anyway. I'm with you with ETN. I, I don't see a world where I'm sitting him anywhere. He's just that good, and he's been that good, especially with all these other injuries that we have to talk about. So I think he'll be good to go as well. And if he does miss time, which we don't think so, it would be J, uh, J. Michael or J. Michael, J. Michael, J. Michael Hasty. J. Michael. J. Michael. There we go. Hasty to uh, step in. I, I, I watched some he's, highlights. He's on always game. been good. Like it's with okay. the Niners, he, I mean, not yeah. great, but he's been the guy that will like, randomly score touchdowns, but it's like four or five times a year. And you're like, okay, I know who he is from watching the highlights a few weeks ago. Yeah. Everyone knows him. Is he fantasy relevant? Like probably not. He wasn't even, I mean, again, I watched the, the, I like to watch the games and the highlights on Monday and Tuesday. He didn't look good in the running game at all, but he contributed pretty well in the passing game. And he yeah, he's, a bunch he's, of he's a pass catcher. He's definitely a yeah. pass catcher. So decent player, just a guy to keep an eye on. If you're an ETN owner, if not, you know, I think you just go about your business and don't worry about him too much. So That'll be something to monitor. On to the New York Jets. The what are they? Seven and four. The seven and four New York Outrageous. Jets. Outrageous. I'm a Giants fan, man. I'm, I'm I find myself, I'm not sitting here rooting for the Jets, but listen, man, it's exciting. A New York team. Um, I guess not so exciting as Michael Carter. And he had an ankle injury or has an ankle injury. Did not practice today on Wednesday. Now, Robert Sala seems optimistic. Um, you know, listen, if it's not going to be him, Michael Carter. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our uh, the guy that we all drafted in fantasy football over the summer. Zonovan Knight is going to be the guy to step what in. What a there, name. I, I checked four times to make sure it wasn't Donovan, and I truly don't mean disrespect. <laughs> I've, I've just never seen Zonovan before. And our good friend Baldino threw, I think, $107 of our two-something budget. On. He loaded up on him. But oh, listen, he looked goodness. all right. But <laughs> who knows if he'll be used. Um, but why don't you tell us, Tom? I mean, is Carter... You look like he's going to play anytime soon. Is this severe? What are your thoughts, man? It doesn't sound severe. He didn't practice today. It's a low ankle sprain, which a low and a medial ankle sprain are, are pretty similar. So I talked about the medial ankle sprain earlier. This is not your traditional lateral ankle sprain where you roll your foot inwards. Um, it, it affects the runner similarly, but it's not so much going to affect your lateral cutting. 
because the outside of the foot and ankle ligaments are, are intact. They're fine, but I could see it impacting like straight line speed more. Um, but I mean, it doesn't sound that severe. A lot of these types of sprains when, when they're not major, they wrap them up or brace them up pretty good. And once you get warmed up, you don't even notice it anymore. So if he plays, I'd expect him to play near a hundred percent. Zonovan Knight is very interesting, but this really makes me, they traded for James Robinson and he's like, not even playing. Like it's such, so weird. I mean, we had so many concerns about Robinson coming off the Achilles injury coming into the season. And then he starts off first three weeks electric. And then he just has not been good. And, you know, thinking back to those first couple games, it was, if you really watch him, like some of his big plays were just blocked so well that, like ETN would have scored those also because he was right. in Jacksonville. At the he time. just walked. I actually remember a couple of those. One was long, but he, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if he was touched. You're right. So it could still be the injury. I mean, yeah. I don't know what it is. And and I, I mean, I love James Robinson. His story is amazing. He's such a hard worker. So I hope that he can get his his game back. But it's, it, it, I mean, this is his first season from the Achilles. Like we saw Dante Foreman take five years, and he's but he's relevant again. He's back. So, <laughs> <Tons of> Foreman, <laughs> baby. It's not out of the question for, for J Rob to, to become himself again. It's just not looking like it's this year. Yeah. He was really upset about it. I don't know if he tweeted or put something out, but he was upset. I, I remember him saying, quoted saying something like, uh, you know, I wasn't traded here to, to not play, you know, whatever it is. So he was definitely frustrated. But, you know, back to back to Zonovan Knight. I mean, I know that Robert Sala likes him, and this could be a relevant name. I mean, we'll monitor Michael Carter, but listen, man, dude was off the practice squad, um, 14 for 69, added three grabs for 34. And I know it's insane, but now that I see Mike White under center, kind of want a piece of this offense. That might be a little bit too late Mike for me, Mike White man. is electric. I love it. <laughs> Where's this guy been, man? Like last year he came in and supplied Elijah Moore with like a top five wide receiver for like five weeks or something like that. And like, he looks good every opportunity. And guess what? doesn't get that much harder for them. At least this week, they play the Vikings who have a pretty susceptible pass defense, pretty high total possible in that game. So the savior of New York, man, Mike White is here. I mean, listen, maybe Garrett Wilson, I think probably goes immediately to an, a wide receiver too, with some upside, kind of like he was hot at the beginning of the year. Question marks on Elijah Moore and Tyler Conklin, but finally a capable pass thrower. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll check out that situation in New York. Okay. Got a couple guys banged up in Cincinnati. They are Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. So Jamar Chase, is this finally the return, Tom? I don't know. He's been limited with the hip. They said weeks ago he was going to play, and you knew they were full of crap, Tom. You said he was still on crutches or whatever he was. But yeah. Uh, and then Joe Mixon with a concussion, but he is back in practice. Um, what's and, the deal and, with this? And guys? I'm glad you said that because that's that's where our value as the fantasy injury team, that's our value to the fantasy players. We can we can read through the bullshit that teams put out into the media. The reason they said two weeks ago that he might play, you know why they do that, Joe? I would guess to make the defense prepare for it. Exactly. Right? Kind of, I mean, that's exactly. Kind of what it is. Yeah. It's exactly what they're doing. They're making the opposing team waste their time game planning for him. Um, Belichick's been doing stuff like that for years, but that's, that's our value. Like we know his injuries. Well, we know what reasonable timeframes for return are. I do think that there's a good chance that Jamar plays this week. He's been practicing again. And at this point, like 
if the labor was going to respond well to conservative rehab, to physical therapy, this is the time frame where he would be getting back to playing. I don't expect any decline in his per play production. The reason I think that is because he played that whole game with this injury and he put up 31 fantasy points in the last game that he played. Like he's electric. Um, and now he's had six weeks or however many to, to rehab it. So I'm sure it's feeling better than it was during that game. I'm not sure that they'll give him a hundred percent snaps though. He, like he, we might see him limited in the first couple games, but he's a home run hitter that that could be enough. Like if he's playing, put him out there. And I think he's going to be an absolute force come playoffs in a couple of weeks. That is certainly the hope. Um, I just love their wide receiver core. I don't know if you saw, I mean, now that you're on TikTok, Tom, a young, the young man that you are, I always watch TikToks on it. Their wide receiver core is just so much fun. They were mic'd up and I could talk about being mic'd up for like hours. That's the best thing ever. But Jamar Chase last week was literally sitting on the sideline just casually during the game eating a hot dog and T Higgins came and sat down next to him. <laughs> and he's like, it was hilarious. Like you're eating a glizzy with no condiments and no Bev you're pitiful, man. He was just making fun of him. They were That's hilarious. Awesome. That wide receiver that. core is awesome, man. Listen, we projected T to be, that was the article I wrote top 10. He's knocking on the door right now. He looks really good. He's at Higgins uh, is nice, man. At 12. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I missed it. Bixon with a concussion. Did you mention uh, that? I mean, he's back I at did, practice. I did but not I mention that. Yeah, with, with the concussion, you know, you you just need to follow the the beat reporters. It, it looks like he started practicing. He looks on track to play this week. We don't really see any impact in performance returning from concussions. All right, and easy as easy as pie. Handcuff is Samaje P Ryan done if he doesn't play. P Ryan's in if P Ryan or excuse me if Mixon plays, you play him. Okay. The backfield of the Steelers, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Najee with an oblique, a DNP today on Wednesday. I'm worried about him just long-term, even for Dynasty. I'm worried that he's just not going to have that successful career that we all thought a couple years ago, but remains to be seen. And then Jalen Warren, hamstring. He was a full participant today. Benny Snell would be the next guy up, but what are your thoughts there on Harris and, and Warren, Tom? Oblique injuries are interesting because there's a wide, like everything, there's a wide spectrum. Like we saw Mecole Hardman go on IR for an oblique injury earlier this year, but a lot of guys just play through them. The obliques are involved with every single movement that we do where, because just how they interface in the core, they are, our core is designed to engage when our limbs are moving to keep everything stable but also when we're running, we, they help rotate our torso as we run. When you brace for a hit, you better believe that they're contracting hard for that. So this certainly could hurt while he's playing. Uh, depending on how, how serious it is would be how it would depend on how it would impact his performance. And that would be from a tackle breaking standpoint. The reason I say that, like I mentioned that the abdominals brace for impact our abdominals, you can think of them similar to like a soda can, how there's walls on all dimensions and there's a, the pressure from the carbonation pushes outwards, which makes the can really firm when, before you've opened it. As soon as you open it, doesn't matter what wall you open, whether it's traditional or whether you're shotgunning it, whatever you're doing, even while the fluid's still in there, you can crush that thing, right? Because there isn't that pressure system pushing out anymore. So with an oblique, if it's not functioning as well as it would like to, that's like you've just poked a hole to shock on it. 
So now his core is no longer quite as stable. So it'd be easier to knock him over essentially. Now that would, that would take a, a pretty significant injury for it to be that impactful. Um, but they're not really telling us how serious it is. It sounds like he's going to play. So it doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal. I wouldn't really expect much impact on, on his game, but it could certainly get worse throughout the game. Um, so definitely some concerns there, but also because he just hasn't been great this year. If he was like, if this was Saquon we were talking about, I'd say, oh, start him no matter what, even with this injury. But his his counterpart, Jalen Warren, has been playing really well. And he practiced in full today with the hamstring injury. And we don't see hamstring injuries negatively impact running back's fantasy performance that much. Only in a decline of 0.7 points. That's hardly anything. Um, 38% of them, which isn't a great number, but 38% are able to meet or exceed their pre-injury baseline. So that's like one out of every three. So I'm a little concerned about Harris and I'm feeling okay about Warren, but honestly, if I didn't need to, I would probably avoid this backfield. That soda can analogy was awesome. You had me so engaged. That's, that's really interesting. It's cool to, to learn. and, And I like those Simple comparisons for us simple folk, Tom. <laughs> but if you watch, like, if you watch the tape on Harris, and I, this is what I do in my spare time, the beginning of the year, he looked really hesitant. And then probably two to three, four weeks ago, looked like he started to run with a little bit more conviction and he looked solid and he was making the cuts that he normally makes. But now, again, like you talked about with this oblique, we might see him revert back to kind of his beginning of year self, so to say. And he was, um, he was dealing with that foot injury in the beginning of the year and a new quarterback. So there's a lot of factors there. And I wonder sure. if mid-season, like his foot was feeling better. He was more comfortable with Pickett. So a lot of factors. A lot of factors is right. And listen, guys, here's a little plug for us. If you want to see those stats that Tom was talking about, only a, a 0.7 per game decline uh, for, for running backs like Warren coming off the hamstring. FantasyInjuryTeam.com. We got loads of stuff there for you guys. Go check it out. Before we go to our next one, Tom, we're about halfway through injuries here. Here's a little trivia for you. How many touchdowns has Kenny Pickett thrown in his last four games? Oh, man. I I would be lying if I said I was really locked into Steelers games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to think, since I'm asking you this question, it's got to be something strange, right? So what do you think? Four games. My friend who I watched with on Sunday is a big Steelers fan. I'm surprised that he didn't tell me. Um, Seven. Seven? Yeah. The answer is one. One touchdown in the last four (laughs) games. All right, here's the last question. How many touchdowns has Derrick Henry thrown for in the past two games? <laughs> At least one. It's one. Yeah, it's the stupidest statistic I've ever seen. But that's 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 also what we're here for. He's only thrown one touchdown in the last four one. games. One in four games. It's been ugly for them. It's been what really ugly. Guy, does he know that he's a quarterback? I, I think we might have to send him a message, man. Somebody, somebody let this guy know. He actually he almost hit Pickens, man. Oh, I love George Pickens. Pickens makes some spectacular catches. The catch along the sideline, man. absolutely tremendous. My wife was sitting there watching the game with me, and I think he juggled the ball a little bit. She's like, Joe, that's not a catch. He has to maintain. She didn't say possession. So I guess to maintain the ball when he falls. I'm like, holy crap. I've, you've learned a lot here. This is lovely. I love and, that. And she Way was right. It. She was right about it, too. <laughs> All right. So again, about halfway through here, guys, we'll keep rolling. Um, listen, some more bad news for the Rams out. We already have cup down. Um, Allen Robinson foot placed on the IR. Is there really much to talk about here? Tommy's done, done for the year. 
No, what would be talk what would be worth talking about would be his implications for next season. So it's a stress fracture of his navicular bone. That's one of the bones that makes up the arch of the foot. And it's pretty prone to these types of injuries, just the way it's situated, it takes on a lot of force. And but the thing to consider is stress fractures don't happen for no reason. They don't happen from a trauma. They happen from overuse and some type of mechanical flaw that overloads the bone over time. Uh, there's a lot of different mechanical flaws that could be flat footedness. It could be too high of an arch. It could be the way they walk, the way they run a variety of things. So he's going to have surgery to make sure that heals properly. This is one of those bones that sometimes doesn't get a great blood flow. So it, it, sometimes if you don't do the surgery, it just doesn't heal, but um, he should be hundred percent for next season. And, and, He's fortunate that he plays for the Rams, who have one of the best medical staffs in the NFL. So I'm sure that they'll be able to pinpoint what predisposed him to this injury. Sometimes you need a custom orthotic. Sometimes you need some whatever it may be. Retrain your foot muscles, your glute muscles, whatever. I'm sure they'll get it figured out. So I'm really not concerned for him next year. All righty. I'm worried about them for the future. I mean, they've had amazing success recently, but Robinson's going to be 30 next year. Cup's going to be 30. Stafford's getting older. You know, I can see this kind of being a maybe next year they try to go all in again. And after that, I don't know. We might Did see they some have rebuilding. any draft picks yet. Didn't they trade them all? Uh, but for Robinson, I think there was there was some trade for, picks involved there. And for traded um, like for like Ramsey and for Stafford and they just made all these always, they kept trading. They kept pulling picks out of their butt and trading them. It's always awful when a team stinks and then they also just don't have draft picks. Either. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, just Rams fantasy implications, guys. Uh, what's the answer here? I think no one. You might want to, in your mind, think Van Jefferson is going to be a guy that just comes in and dominates. Listen, I think he can get targets now. Again, the ball always has to go somewhere. Same with Higby. But again, how valuable are these targets in this offense? We said it three or four weeks ago. They're over-unders and it's been on. 37, 38, they're huge underdogs in these games. Um, Kyron Williams, though, that's that's still my guy. That's still my guy, Tom. Could be um, – I, I know the word league winner is thrown around there a lot, but I think so. I think it could happen. He's been he's been pretty consistent. He's they don't have productive. much going on. He's been they don't productive. have much going on there. So <laughs> He hasn't had the volume yet that we would like. And it could happen. So, all right. Damian Harris, I don't think he's going to get much volume either. He has a thigh injury, and I believe he's already ruled out for tomorrow's game. He um, is. Yeah, he will not be playing, so um, we can kind of go quick through him. But for next week, if he plays, running backs average a decline of 2.3 points in their first game back from this injury. All right, probably a lost cause this year. I drafted confidently him over Miles Sanders, which is just tragic and unfortunate at this point. But got to talk about Ramondre, Tom. So... Let me ask you this, and you dynasty people at home can think about it a little bit. Where do you rank Ramondre Stevenson, Tom, in your dynasty running backs? Who? Let me ask you this. Who's ahead of him on your list, dynasty running backs, ahead of Ramondre? Who's ahead of him? Um, uh, it would be nice if I had a list of running backs in front of you me. You want me to go first? I'll go, I got my list right no, here. Man. I'm no, locked and loaded. I want to go first. Saquon. I would put above him. Brees Hall, I would put above him. Um, shit, who are the running backs drafted last year? Javante, um, I would not put above him. Just I don't I'm have Javante either. Javante's no. injury. 
Uh, Pierce, Cook, Mixon, Swift, Chubb, ETN, Eckler, CMC, Ken Walker, JT. JT had put above him. Um, I'm not sure about McCaffrey or Eckler, just age. Uh, Swift, no. I don't trust Swift. I don't know. I guess he's a lot higher than I thought he would be. Damn. That's what I'm saying. He's ranked consensus fantasy pros who I respect so much and love. They got him at 12. Like, I'm like, dude, I can find a world where I have Ramondre at four or five. Like, caught, like what did he catch? Nine passes last yeah, week or yeah, something? Yeah, man. Dude? He does it all, and he can handle volume. Like, he's like 230 pounds or something. Savage. Only 24 I, so years I, old. I drafted him in a dynasty rookie draft two years ago because he had five touchdowns in the preseason. Like you, like you don't <laughs> just do that. If you stink. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, and again, like you, you say, he's 24 years old. I mean, the guys I put ahead of him are JT who's 23. I love Barkley. I got Barkley outside of him just because I, I just had a gut feeling about it. I don't know. Brees Hall is only 21. He's a lock for me. Travis Etienne, 23. He's a lock for me. Swift get out. Nope. Eckler's 27 now, so no. Maybe Damian Pierce, but I like Ken Walker, too. I like Ken Walker a lot, but I mean, even like Dalvin Cook, we might be seeing his last couple of years here. He's 27, Joe Mixon 26, but always a good debate to have. Okay. How about this fantasy freaking monster, Tom? Josh Jacobs. What the hell? That's all I really got to say. What the hell is this about, right? <laughs> well, let's talk bad first, and then we'll get to the good. Bad is that he aggravated his calf strain in the win. Um and I have a question about that. Was that on the last play? He literally walked the game off. Yeah. Whatever. I, it, I don't know, man. I mean, he looked amazing until the last play. I mean, including the last play. So unless he did it on that run, and I don't think he pulled up at all, like <laughs> unless he did that with his calf strain. But what do you got on him, Tom? I'm, I, I'm not that concerned because of how well he played through the entire game. Uh, the calf would obviously impact speed, agility, explosiveness, because you run up on your toes, which is the calves or the balls of your feet, which is your calves contracting the whole time. And they create like a spring for us to, to propel forward when we're running and walking. But obviously like he outran everybody on the last play. So speed was not an issue. I think he had 53 fantasy points last week. That's so stupid. It's just stupid. RB one on the year. I don't, I have zero shares of him. I yeah, was out on him preseason. Yeah. Oh. Unfortunate. Um, so I'm going to so miss <laughs> running backs currently after last week, when I updated the stats on Tuesday, they average no decline in fantasy production when returning from a calf injury. However, that is highly inflated by Josh Jacobs came last week because I think he scored like 29 or 30 points above his average last week and he had the calf injury the week before so out if you remove him then it's actually like a decline of two or three points per game um but that's why on the fantasy injury team.com we list every single player who's had the injury so you can look at the the raw data yourself as well as our our summarized data so if it wasn't him, if it was a different running back, I'd be a little concerned. But the fact that he's already played with this injury and put up 53 points, like, no, I'm not concerned. He can't be concerned. No way. 33 carries for 229 and two touchdowns. Six catches for 74 yards. Are you kidding me, man? It's absolutely wild. And I think last thing with the Raiders here and with Jacobs, 
don't think the handcuff situation is as easy as, you know, a guy like Samaj P. Ryan or, or some of these other teams. I think it'd be Zamir White or, uh, you know, Amir Abdullah. They would probably be splitting. So that's a really tough situation. If you can roster both of them as a Jacobs owner, I think it's a good move. But I think if you don't have Jacobs, I don't think it's worthwhile to take any of them. Um, at least that's, that's you want to hear a terrible there. story about Amir Abdullah. Sure. I'm always down so, for a terrible story. He was the same draft class as Todd Gurley. Guess who had the one, one in the rookie draft that year? Well, it's gotta be you, Tom. It was me. And I traded that sucker for the one, four and Ryan Tannehill. That what did a- not work out. Well, I think I got something else too, but it did not work out for me. And I, with the one, four, I took Abdullah who got off to an electric start. He had like a 30, 40 yard touchdown his first game and then stunk. Back in his days with the Lions, he was solid. He was pretty good, man. Um, definitely keep an eye on that one. All right, we got one, two, three, four, five, five injuries left. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I feel for him. And then sometimes I don't because I feel like he just blames everybody else for his problems, but he's got ribs and well, we all have ribs, Tom, but he's got rib injuries and a thumb injury. 12, really didn't know that. Looks like he should play. Um, you know, the ribs and the thumb, they seem pretty important to being an NFL quarterback. So why don't you talk to us about those and, and the implications for him? Yes. Aaron Rodgers is interesting. That is unquestionable. The report coming out recently about the avulsion fracture in his throwing thumb since week five. Absolutely nuts that he's playing with that. I mean, your thumb is so vital in throwing and gripping for and the accuracy on the ball and not fumbling. That's just outrageous that he's been playing through that. And really his fantasy numbers were not impacted. In fact, they're a little bit better than before the injury. The rib slash oblique situation is very interesting. So I just put out a very thorough, probably my most thorough article ever on an injury. I just put that out today on fantasyinjuryteam.com specific to Aaron Rodgers. Here's how this impacts a thrower. So obviously when we throw, we rotate our trunk, right? So that's mostly our, 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 our whole body is rotating from the foot to the ankle, to the hips, to the torso, the shoulder, et cetera, specifically in the trunk, our thoracic spine, which is our, our upper mid back has to rotate 50 degrees, which is, which is a good bit. And the ribs all attached to the thoracic spine. So when we rotate, the ribs also rotate slightly, very slightly. They, they rotate up and down very slightly. But if there's an injury to the rib, that hurts like hell. Additionally, so outside of just the fact that the ribs have to move during the throwing motion, there's so many muscles that are vital to a throw that attach on the ribs. I'm talking the obliques, which are also apparently injured for him. The lats, the pecs, those are giant, strong, powerful muscles. And these are so involved in the throw. And and by involved, I mean they contract. They either get stretched or they contract, both of which pulls right on the ribs, right on these injured bones, which again, hurts like hell. So both of these, just the rib injury itself, as well as the contribution of the muscle, can impact the amount of range that a thrower can rotate through. Like we talked about, that thoracic spine needs to rotate 50 degrees. And it can also impact the velocity that they rotate the other way with when they're delivering the ball. So if either of those are are impacted, now we go back to physics class. Velocity 
equal or what, what is the what is the formula for for velocity, Joe? Oh God, pass. What is it? <laughs> it's the uh, the displacement divided by time. So how far the movement is and how quickly. So if you're not able to rotate as far and you're not able to pull through as fast, you're going to lose some velocity. That's going to impact your deep balls, which Rogers is elite at. That's going to impact fitting balls in, into tight windows, which Rogers is also elite at. I think that he's going to play because he is tough and he plays with a, he just lives life with a chip on his shoulder. I don't know that he's going to play well, though. I mean, he's not going to play bad, though. That's the thing because he's such a cerebral quarterback. Like he, he wins most plays with his brain. I just don't think he's going to make these spectacular throws. I think he'll make the easy throws. The, he'll hit the open guys because he's going to know that they're open. But I don't know that he's going to be able to do anything special. So he's already only in the QB 14 on the year. I don't think it's worth putting him in your lineup this week. All right. Phenomenal analysis as always. Always got me thinking over here. Um, Jordan Love looked pretty sharp. Listen, he could be a type of guy like, you know, a little bit older. Not that he's old, but, you know, a couple of years as a backup. He could be a guy like, I don't know if he's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but how, how Rodgers played behind Favre for all those years. Um, and just from that team, shout out Christian Watson. I love you, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna, he's outstanding. I'm going to send him the show. I he love has, him. I mean, and and I, I'm happy for him. His career could not have started worse. He should have had a 70-yard touchdown on his first NFL play. I know. <laughs> <sighs> but he's making up for it. You yeah. know, you, that that's how life goes. You screw up, and then you learn from it, and you get better. You're damn right, Tom. And just last thing with that team, I think A.J. Dillon had a good game. But listen, don't fall for it, guys. Uh, he scored. He only had eight carries. I don't see it going forward. I think if you can sell him... Do it while you still can. I think that team is not going to be able to sustain two running backs just like they haven't all year. Especially and Jones with Rogers. is so much better. He really is so much better. So, all right. J.K. Dobbins, a knee injury. Today, Wednesday, he practiced, uh, practiced in a limited fashion. Uh, he was uh, designated from IR or for return from IR. I think it's just going to, listen, I think it's going to muddy this backfield up even more. Gus Edwards, man, he's still that workhorse type of runner. I think Kenyon Drake is going to continue to be phased out especially if Dobbins eventually makes his way back but I think it's the Gus show and last thing with that before you go Thomas I don't think you can trust anyone on this team except Lamar Gus and Mark Andrews other than that their pass catchers no Rashad Bateman for a long time yeah they have uh who uh Duvernay Jackson I uh, call it that no, was Sean old, Jackson Sean Jackson <laughs> I mean <laughs> But other than that, it's just a muddy situation there. But what about Dobbins? Is he going to play at any point? What do you think, Tom? Well, designated to return does not mean he's going to play this week. It means he has 21 days to be activated to the active roster. He has missed several weeks since week six because they did uh, some arthroscopic surgery, which usually means they go in and clean some things up, maybe drain some fluid, but nothing for pairing. So that's good. Um, and with that, you know, you're not going to expect that much of a impact like a negative impact from the surgery when he returns because they're not gonna rush him back until he's able to do everything he needs to do and like i said there's nothing repairing which is good but he was struggling a bit this year anyway i mean he had that one game where he had two touchdowns which if you watch him not to take away from him at all but any nfl running back would have scored those two touchdowns the yep. plays were just designed beautifully other than that he was struggling a bit 
And we've talked about how significant his knee injury was. It's, it's just hard to come back from that. And we've already seen this, this subsequent injury. And like you said, that backfield's muddy. There's other guys who have been producing well intermittently. Nobody's really claimed it as theirs. And I agree, Drake gets phased out. But remember, he's the best pass catcher out of, out of Dobbins and Edwards. And then there's still Justice Hill, too, who's an okay pass catcher as well. I think Hill would be the one that would get phased out more. Um, and I think Drake would be that third down back. And then Dobbins and Gus would split first and second down, which at that point, you're just flipping a coin on if they're going to fall in the end zone or not. I think if I had to pick one, it's Gus, but I don't want to have to pick one. So um, Gus, to me, Gus has looked better, just eye test wise. Um, but neither of them, I mean, if they're running both running backs first year off ACL, which we know is is not usually good until the second year back from the injury. Right. All righty. How about Leonard Fortnette, a hip injury? I haven't seen many reports on him. Do you know what's going on with him? The last report I saw was a couple of days ago, so I don't even really know the deal there. What's up with uh, Leonard Fournette? Yeah, they or at least as of when we started recording this, they didn't give us anything on today's practice, but he missed last week with a hip pointer, which is a bruise of the iliac crest or the glute muscles, the iliac crest being that big hip bone that you'll rest your hands on. Um, it really shouldn't impact his game too much. The, while the bruise is present, the swelling is going to impact muscle function, but as it subsides and as they rehab it, should come back to 100% pretty quickly. So um, if he plays, I don't expect any impact on a per play standpoint. All right. Rashad White's been pretty good. Nothing too special. You know, did catch nine passes for 45. I think that backfield just gets more tricky as well. Another muddy one, man, with Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. They're probably going to split 50-50. That would be my guess. And uh, Godwin's just going to keep eating targets there. Yeah, a ton of targets last week was awesome. All right. Yeah, Godwin, I, I will say he... I talked last week about all the receivers coming back from ACL and how none of them from a leader, like where they are ranking standpoint have been very good. But Godwin has been the one that when you watch, he's progressively getting better and better and better each week. So he's, he's really the only receiver coming off ACL this year that I'm starting to trust. I'm with you on that. How about Raheem Mostert and knee? He was limited today. Decent numbers this year. Listen, the eight and three Dolphins, they've been really impressive. Um, Got to shout out Mike McDaniel, man. That guy is the lead. He's only 39. He is crushing it. Jeff Wilson looked great last week, found the end zone. Um, you know what? He didn't look great, but he found the end zone, looked capable, yeah, just yeah. kind of as we expected. Um, looked okay, I guess. But uh, what's up with Mostert? Are we expecting him back this week? This is one of those situations where they didn't really give us any detail on the injury. They just said the body region. So I can't break it down too much, um, but really any knee injury could impact agility, explosiveness. Most of it's really, really fast. So that's the big part of his game. Um, but if he, you know, it's just hard to really give any more analysis than that without knowing what the injury is. But I, we, we do know that McDaniels likes him, that he's been playing well this year. Him and Wilson have split backfields before um, and they tip with McDaniel and they typically do it pretty, pretty evenly. All right, another one to monitor. Last two should be quick. I don't even want to talk about this guy because I played him a couple weeks ago and he gave me zero, Tom. I need help. <laughs> Kadarius Tony, hamstring, DNP Wednesday. Is he, like I said, man, I'm ready to throw in the towel on this guy. 
but uh, look like he's coming back. Is he going to play? I feel like it doesn't look too good for him. I'll say this every week until I get an answer. I want to know if anyone has checked this man's sciatic nerve and mobility. Someone from Kansas City's training staff, please do a slump test and let me know what the results are. Canaries, Tony, if you're listening and if they're not doing that, come fly to Philadelphia and I will assess your sciatic nerve myself because if it's messed up, you're going to keep getting hamstring injuries. And that goes for everybody in the NFL. If your sciatic nerve <laughs> is pissed off, you're going to keep getting hamstring injuries. Guys, it's not, Tom it's has... not hard to treat either. It's not hard to treat at all. Uh, Tom has two rooms available for now. Uh, please inquire within. Uh, reach out to us at uh, you know at the fantasy injury team here to to stay with Tom for all inclusive uh, vacation in in Philadelphia and to uh, get your sciatic nerves treated. <laughs> it's a lovely 122 year old house with no towel racks. So make sure to bring your own towel rack. No towel racks yet. Yet. Very good, Tom. All right. And our last one is Mike Williams. Big Mike, man, off to such a great start this year. And then he's been hampered by this injury, man. Almost like the same thing last year. Last year, he got off to such a good start. I forget what the injury was last year, but really took a downturn. He's got an ankle injury. Another, I guess he re-aggravated it, right? During the game, yeah, during yeah, one of those plays. Like very early in the game. Yeah. Um, luckily, I didn't play him, but I think a lot of people might have had to just because of who he is and how their rosters are constructed. But he was a DNP today on Wednesday. A frustrating offense, I think, if you don't have Eckler. <laughs> Tom, 15 targets last week for Eckler. Are you kidding me? It's just What? I did not see that. That's amazing. I, I look into all the dumb stuff. Not that that's dumb, but it's just, listen, Keenan Allen scored. Palmer had five catches. Carter had four catches. There, there was some offensive production there. The Chargers a little comeback win. But what about Big Mike? Is he coming back? Any comeback this week, Tom? What do you think, man? Not practicing today doesn't. You know, it doesn't bode well. This is a type of injury that typically receivers miss about four games for. Um, it, it's never good to re-aggravate a pre-existing injury either. Hard to be relying on him right now, especially as we go into the playoffs. So like we talked about to start the show, if he's on your team and you got to make the playoffs, you got to win this week, next week, he's one you might be looking at somebody who's already clinched a spot and be like, hey, I'll give you this really good receiver for somebody not as good that's going to play this week to help me win. And that's if your trade deadline's not up, by the way. Um, yeah, I think ours is maybe next week. I think we have two weeks. Vim would know better, but yeah, a lot of trade deadlines coming up too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're not really relying on him this week because even if he does play receivers score 2.7 below their pre-injury average when they return from this injury. And that's not a, a for a player who can put up as many points as Mike Williams. That's like a kind of getting to the relevant number. It wouldn't really, for a superstar, I would still start him if they were playing, but I just am not confident that he's going to play. All right. And Chargers six and five. So I think you nailed it where trading for him could be a good thing because they're going to be playing their hearts out down the stretch. And that's another thing as we kind of conclude with our injuries here. Just another thing for you guys to look at, you know, is your team going to actually be playing for something? That's why, of course, week 18 is not involved in, in our fantasy football world, but even week 17, 16, if teams are really struggling, they might be looking to do some different things. So Tom, you are the goat. You are the best and you know, a lot of stuff. And uh, thanks for telling us all that information. It was uh, some solid analysis from you. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are on to our favorite sometimes, depending on how the outcome is <laughs> segment to uh, end our show here. It is our start set, uh, start sit segment. 
I'm going to get us going here. So this week I am starting wide receiver 73 on the year, Traylon Burks. Missed five games, so that number is a little bit uh, you know, inflated, I guess, so to say. But listen, dude's finally getting toasty. I think you could start playing him with confidence going forward. Week 11, Traylon Burks, seven catches for 111. Last week, week 12, he was six for 70. I think he even recovered a touchdown or something crazy like that. And I get it. You know who they're playing this week, Tom? Who's that? Oh, my Eagles. They're playing the Eagles, who, by the way, I understand, an elite pass defense. I'm not scared, Tom. I'm not scared. Traylon Burks is a savage. I I think they're going to be playing from behind against the birds, and he's just got all that raw ability and talent. I got a gut feeling about this. I think he scores a touchdown this week. Who I don't think scores a touchdown this week. Darius Slay might have something to say about that. If he lines up on him the whole game. I don't think Darius. Well, it really doesn't happen that much anymore where they uh, they shadow guys, but you're right. Darius Slay is also pretty damn good. So who I don't think will score this week is a guy coming off a huge game, and it's Brian Robinson. 18 for 105 last week with the receiving touchdown, almost had 20 fantasy points. Plays the Giants, who aren't even that good. But again, guys, I'm not even really basing a lot on statistics this week. These are just gut calls for me, man. Brian Robinson, I think it's going to be an ugly game against the Giants. Slow pace. I think the over-under is like 40, so I'm not loving him unless he gets in the end zone this week. Starting Traylon Burks. I'm sitting Brian Robinson. What do you got, Tom? Good picks there, Joe, other than the first one. 50%. Um, My start is, you know, not really that bold. We talked about him earlier. Brandon Ayuk, um, I think he's, you know, he's just been playing so well. And it's such a a prolific offense that, you know, I I think Jimmy G really can facilitate it very well with, with the weapons that he has. Um, so that's a little bit of a safer one there. Not not the bold pick, but let's go off there. Um, the other one I had was Adam Thielen. I like him too this week because they play the Jets and Sauce. Uh, I, I don't know if Sauce shatters or not, but if he does, he's got to be on JJ. Yeah. And that, I think that'll be a competitive game, lots of throwing. So, all right, how about I go with Adam Thielen instead? Is that less soft, Joe? That's a lot better. Can't okay. pick Brandon Ayuk. I agree with you. I love the guy, but he's wide receiver 15 on the everybody's playing him. But all right, whatever. Adam Thielen then. I like that better. I'm gonna sit uh Pacheco. I'm just not convinced that he's that good. And I, I know it's his first week there, but Melvin Gordon's here, and and we will often see a running back play after three, four days with the team. And Gordon is the pass catching back. Gordon will likely be in all the third downs. Uh, well, I guess McKinnon's there too. So McKinnon will get some some pass catching work as well. But Gordon's also got a nose for the touchdown. He's not great. Like we know Melvin Gordon's not as good as he used to be, but he can still get in the end zone. He can still catch balls. So that really leaves Pacheco just on really on first and second down in the middle of the field, which it's just not doing it for me. I give you a lot of credit for that one, Tom. First one, soft, but you fixed it with Thielen. Pacheco had 22 carries last week, Tom. That is bold, baby, sitting Isaiah Pacheco. All right. Vin, welcome to the show, man. What's happening right at the end here? Hit us with some start sits, dude. What do you got for us? Mr. Riff Pants, if we all start the, uh, the, the episode <laughs> with, the, with the SpongeBob song, we that's a big miss by us. Oh, my goodness. No, oh, you are the fool who ripped uh, his pants. When I ripped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Ben. Absolutely spot on. Um, So for my start of the week, I'm going way out there. We're going with Kyron Williams from the Rams. 
running back. Uh, he started seeing the field again three weeks ago, and ever since then, he's increased his snap share. Last week, he out-snapped Cam Akers uh, 70% for him. Cam Akers only saw the field 30% of the time. And he's going up against the Seahawks this week, which obviously Josh Jacobs is having an incredible season, but we saw what happened to the Seahawks on the ground last week. Uh, they are 30th against fantasy running backs, meaning they give up the third most points this year to the fantasy running back. So if you need to start Kyron Williams in a pinch as a flex play, I think this is the week to do it. I think this is the week. Um, for oh, my yeah. sit is Elijah Moore. Uh you know, he, he's back. He scored a touchdown last week, whatever, but he only had two catches. So without that big touchdown, you're not very happy. He's also fourth on the team uh, in snap rate or third on the team offensive snap rate. Sorry, but he's still behind Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis. They mix in Mims, Barrios. It's it's a uh, it's a hodgepodge of receivers there. And I am actually going to Minnesota to the game this weekend. So nice um, he's probably gonna fail right in front of me and <laughs> if, if the so me and my dad and my brother we've been to two away games so far they both were in miami and the jets lost both times miserably so if that's any indication they're gonna have a bad game but this is a different team so you know we, we have we have high hopes this time around but just throwing that out there if the jets perform badly your mike white pickup doesn't go well that's why <laughs> do you have we'll your play. mike white jersey ready no, I do not. <laughs> I still have your Jets hat over here from when I had to wear it after I lost to that fantasy bet to you. So if you need the Jets hat, let me know. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm good for this. I'm wearing a Santa hat because it's gonna be it's gonna be cold there. A oh Jets my Santa gosh. hat. All right, send lots of picks. Indoors. I know, but you still have to get to the stadium. That's correct. Tom, don't you tailgate, man? Yeah. Sounds <laughs> <good>. <laughs> All right, I like the more one, Vin. Just just to wrap up here because I. I'm like, I was talking about how he's back and I'm like tempted. I have one league with him and I'm like tempted just to throw him in there, but you're right. Two catches is, is not very appealing. So good call on that. All right. So that about does it for today, guys. Listen, if you're out there still remember to subscribe, you know, get notifications as soon as the show drops, really appreciate your guys support as we continue to grow. Listen, last week we, or two weeks ago, we crushed our record for the amount of listens that we had. We want to keep going up, but genuinely guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned something from us and, uh, Good luck in fantasy this week. This was the fantasy injury team. No girl ever wants to dance with a fool who went and ripped his pants. I know I shouldn't mope around, I shouldn't curse, but the pain feels so much worse. Cause winding up with no one is a lot less fun than a burn from the sun or selling your body.